0: I'm back to edge of your seed podcast. this is episode 62. I am your host Brandon Lachance. This is the podcast talk about everything started off as just sports and kind of swirled around different ideas, other things of life entertainment with guests a different guest on each and every episode. But since the coronavirus has gone on, started and continued and has affected all of our lives and not just Illinois but nationwide. I have kind of just started talking about that and not much else. started with the point of view from a coach in Abe Zeller who had led his Roanoke Benson boys basketball team to the Class 1A Final Four, the state tournament, and it got canceled. First time in school history, first time for the coach, and then a blood gets pulled and he's not able to play. Definitely disappointing. Then I did a part two series with... Olivia Lawley, a Putnam County graduate who moved on to Loyola University in Chicago, and then Aaron Bakaki, who was from Hall High School and is attending Lewis University. Their lives got switched around in a matter of minutes. Minutes. They were told not only are they taking classes online instead of being in the classroom, but then had to move because they both lived in the dorms. They're sophomores, so they both had to go to different places, not even in the same towns or cities that they're living in. So a lot of different things going on. Today's episode is Laura Wilsman, who is a co-owner with Carl Hintz. That is her boyfriend. And they own East End Tap in Oglesby, Illinois. They've been there for quite some time. I think it's going on 15 years or it is 15 years and a lot of business there. Well, obviously Illinois shut down bars and restaurants. And as of today, Governor J.B. Prisker did another speech at 3 o'clock this is Friday March 20th at about 5 p.m. is when I'm starting this intro maybe it's like 4 30 4 30 or 5 o'clock one of the two on Friday Pritzker just had his speech I wrote down some notes we will talk about that but beforehand this last week leading up here they had shut down bars and restaurants starting on I believe it was Tuesday so she speaks about how that has influenced her life, the town of Oglesby, Illinois in general, and we talked about all kinds of other stuff outside of that. Some bar stories. I've known Laura since probably about 2013 when I moved to Oglesby. I was there for five years, and Laura was one of my best friends and helped link me up with other people that I got to know and cherish as well. So. I owe Laura a lot, and she did me a very awesome solid by sharing her opinions of the coronavirus, of the bar shutdown, and other matters with us here on Edge of URC Podcast. So all I wanna do before I get to Laura's interview, or conversation we should say, is go over the, I, I, I was gonna say bright spots, but there really was no bright spots in the governor's speech. And sense of, you know, like rah rah, or nothing like that, just saying, hey, We're Americans, we gotta stick together. So the date that everybody had circled was March 30th. Everything that has been shut down or canceled, March 30th was like the reconvene date. Like that's when everything was gonna get back to normal. It has been pushed to April 7th. Infections of the coronavirus in Illinois have doubled. They're all over the place now. So we are on quarantine. Everybody should stick to themselves, not touch, not go out in public. Actually, there is no public. As of today, there is a stay-in-home order. So pretty much if you're not an essential business, a bank, a hospital, I say bank, cause I work at bank, so I said that first. Bank, hospital, grocery store, gas stations, things of that nature, a clinic, things that we need to survive and to live and to keep care of our health are going to remain open. If you are not an essential business, then you are ordered to close. As of Saturday, March 21st, which is tomorrow, at 5 p.m. Stay at home order once again. And they are putting that in effect from March 21st at five o'clock to April 7th. Pritzker said the reason that they are doing this is to stop a few things from happening. One, hospitals from being overwhelmed. With the cases of the coronavirus doubling, it takes hospital rooms and the help of professional caregivers and there is not enough to go around if half of a state or half of a country get this coronavirus. So instead of keeping our lives as normal and we have to be precautious and keep to ourselves and kind of quarantine ourselves to stop the spread of this even going further. He asked Illinoisans to kind of police themselves and be reasonable human beings and understand what is going on here. Also said that the only way that he feels that we can deal with it to mitigate the spread of this coronavirus is to do things like the stay-at-home order and to keep to ourselves quarantine he said it's a very difficult job that he has as governor and i agree i mean you have lots of lives and not your hands i guess but you make one bill and things change for a lot of tons of people a lot of tons. yeah i guess i'm gonna start using that from now on he said it's a difficult deal and he had to choose between lives and livelihoods because yeah we love to go to the bars yeah we love to you know, do things in public, bowling, workouts, gyms, you know, all that good stuff. But if we're spreading viruses and possibly taking lives, then we have to hold off on that. And we should be able to do that as American people to be like, hey, if I go here and I touch something and they touch it, they could possibly get a a virus. None of us want to do that. Hopefully nobody that I know or that any of us know, any person on this planet wants to be responsible for jeopardizing somebody's life. So it only makes sense to choose lives first. We can stay alive by being by ourselves and being in our apartments or our homes with our family and just stop at that bat. We have a phone, we have Facebook and Twitter and Skype and we can stay in touch. We don't have to be around people and give them hugs and handshakes and fist pounds and stuff like that to know that we're alive, still your friend, still your family member. But I'd rather have my life the livelihood right at this moment. The things that will stay the same, like I said, were the grocery store, gas station. You said you can still walk and run and walk your dog and there's no rush to the store. Like things are going to be normal if we are not hoarding and doing things like that. There's no reason to get out of control or worry to a point where you think you need to stock up your house right now because the world is gonna end. You said there's no need for that. Grocery stores are gonna stay open. Shipments are gonna continue as normal. Just trying to de-socialize so we can stop the spread of this. The places that are changed, like I said, the non-essential businesses, and even the businesses that are essential could work at home instead of having to go. He did say, he's like hospital, caregivers, policemen, grocery stores, grocery store owners and clerks. He's like, we need you, you can't stay at home. I also think he added banks in there too. I am staying home for a week. We're kind of doing this rotation thing. So today was my first day home, and then I am going back to work on next Thursday. So I got about six days. Stay at home. I'm gonna doing tons of podcasts. Do some interviews, play some video games, try to work on making my apartment a little more comfy, things like that. Hopefully you're doing things of the same nature. I saw a friend, Pat Goy, shout out to him and True Chicago Fans, another podcast. You should check them out if you can. I saw a video of him on Facebook cleaning out his garage. Looked like he was having a lot of fun. Eh, maybe not. But he got the job done anyway. Other things that the governor said is he is working on, I forgot the word that he used. I was jotting down things as fast as I can because I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to be knowledgeable of what is going on in our state. So I was jotting notes down as he was speaking. He said something about maybe not stopping rent, but you can't evict anybody You can't throw them out if they can't pay their bills during this time. How it goes in the future, I don't know. He said he's working on that, so everybody has somewhere to live. He said he is also using additional resources for the homeless, trying to give them shelter in this time of need. It has been set up where schools all across Illinois are giving foods to their students. My sister and her kids have used this service the last few days as they have been picking up breakfasts and lunches for the children so that has been an awesome awesome thing going on the governor also went into a spiel or i guess a little learning lesson about the chicago fire and how this fire had taken out of town and when it was at that point it was just a town a small town in midwest united states took it out and they had to build it back from the ground up they built it with fire retardant materials and made it smarter, made it bigger and better, and then turned into the third biggest city in the United States of America, behind, of course, New York and Los Angeles. So he used that as an example, like, hey, they built this. They learned from the fire and how to make sure that that didn't happen again. So then he used it to describe the coronavirus and how they're expanding testing for cures and medicines because we have to, we have to learn and innovate to stop the spread of this and to get rid of it. And they are doing everything that they can to do that. He said the healthcare structure has to advance because it must, and it it does for us to live and survive. Those are the bullet points that I wrote down from the governor's speech. So even though everybody thought, and I'm one of them, I, I continuously thought like, hey, this is gonna be a lockdown. Nobody's leaving their house, anything like that. That's not the case, just not in public environments. Like, I can walk down the street and I'm not going to get arrested. I kept joking around like, hey, is the SWAT team going to come down, swoop up, pick me up? Somebody's going to jump out of a helicopter because I was walking down the street. And that is not the case. So that is awesome. Grocery stores and way of life are still going to be open. Yes, our livelihoods of, like, being able to do whatever we want to, whenever we want to, that is pausing for a moment. And it should, because like he said, and I agree, lives are more important. Everybody's life is more important. A few things I did want to touch up when I was talking with Laura. A few things that you might not know the background to. I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, maybe I should expand on that. I did already say one thing Laura is the joint owner of East End with Carl. Both of them are awesome people, most definitely good friends. I enjoyed my time chilling with them, and obviously, most of Oglesby does, no doubt. I mentioned being in trouble at that point when I was in Oglesby in 2013, a week before my birthday, my birthday is October 20th, so on October 14th of 2013, I was a huge idiot, a big time idiot, and got a DUI. I took preventive causes of not getting a DUI by having somebody else drive my car. After drinking, we were celebrating a friend's birthday and me getting a promotion at a newspaper. I went from part-time to full-time. and. My career had expanded leaps and bounds from the start until that point. So definitely went out to celebrate, things like that. Had somebody else drive my car, I was home. And then I left when I shouldn't have left. Even though it was a couple hours later, I thought I would be okay. I even blew because I thought I would be all right. And obviously I wasn't. It is six and a half years later and I'm still dealing with these ramifications of getting that DUI. I have pretty much changed my life completely. From being a partier all the time, to being a responsible journalist, a responsible banker, and a responsible human being. I had to learn that through a crazy, crazy mistake. And it stinks that I made it. And it stinks that I'm still going through it. I feel like I have definitely did my time and did everything that I could try to do to right the wrong. Like I said, I'm still dealing with it. It seems like cure (laughs) for me getting my license back is going to be on hold too, as there's not been really any court cases or anything like that unless it's essential deals and me getting my license back obviously six and a half years later is not essential to the state of illinois and that is nothing on them i did not say that as a jab or anything else but that is reality that is a situation hopefully in soon time that can be taken care of a year ago i would have never ever said on a podcast that i know anybody could check out anytime that they want to of me getting a DUI, being an idiot and what had happened. But I am a man, I do make mistakes. I did make a mistake in 2013 that has influenced, you know, the next probably about seven, seven and a half years by the time it all gets cleared up. Hopefully it gets cleared up by then. But I'm still battling, I'm still grinding. I have learned a lot, a lot of life lessons, a lot of improving myself and my inner circle. And man, the person that I was then to the person I am now is leaps and bounds different. I mean, just talking to me, you can probably witness that. See how I dress, see who. everything about me is totally different. So, yeah, it stinks that I went through this, but at the same time, I'm glad because I'm glad that there were some positive changes. I am just now ready for it to be over. Anyway, long story short, don't drink and drive. Don't be an idiot. It will influence you and people around you for who knows how long. You never know how long it's going to be. I have had awesome relationships get kind of crushed or separated because of this, because I had to rely on people or I could go into a huge, I could go on a podcast just about this. Tons of stories that I could share. If you're interested, let me know and maybe I'll do a DUI podcast. Be safe. Do not drink and drive. Give somebody else the keys. Find a way that you don't have to drive in that situation. Please do it. Not just for you, but for everybody else around you and for you, for the future you down the road. Please. Don't drink and drive. All right. That's my lesson for the day. J.P. Pritzker, governor of Illinois, he gave us our lessons for the day. We will be on a stay-at-home order starting tomorrow at 5 p.m. I talked way longer than I wanted to in the intro. I'm going to give it to Laura Wilsman from East End Tapp in Oglesby. Thank you for spending your time and chatting with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Listeners, thank you for coming back as always. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Email us, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, social media, Facebook and Twitter, Podcast for Facebook and edgeofyourseatp for Twitter. We will be back maybe all week. I have the conversations and am having more conversations for these podcasts. So, please keep listening. Until next time. Peace. Well, it's not every day that you move to a new town, and you don't know anybody, and you're trying to get to know people. You see, you go to local bars or establishments, restaurants, and, you know, try not to, like, interfere in conversations. You know, it's really weird trying to, like, meet people for the first time, and nobody knows who you are. That was definitely my experience when I first moved to Oglesby in 2013. I did not know anybody in the town except my roommate at the time. I moved to town, just trying to hang out, meet some new friends, meet some new people, and it, it didn't take too long. Nah, it really didn't take long at all. And it was from the help of one person for, like, bridging the gap between me and Oglesby Folk And that, of course, is Laura Wilsman, who is the owner of East End Tap, which for a while I could have called a second home. Laura, thank (laughs) you for joining us. And you're right. I I was there all the time. So thank you for joining us. How's life? It's kind of slow
1: right now. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to get quicker. But right now, we're just kind of sitting back, relaxing, maybe getting ready to start some new projects, painting and cleaning. Much needed updating that which just literally had no time far before because we were working. Well,
0: now, unfortunately,
1: from, uh,
0: I guess, an Illinois ban, there are no bars and restaurants, at least, like, sit-down restaurants. I guess you can do delivery and carry-out still. But, you know, they're shut down. So, like you said, here you, you have a lot of time now. But how do you feel about the shutdown? Do you think it was just? Do you think it was overkill? I mean, this is kind of your livelihood. You guys own a bar, live above it?
1: Yeah. I don't know, honestly, how else you can really put a stop to this other than actually just really closing places down, you know, that people do gather in. And that kind of the whole point of just staying to yourself or with your family. And I don't know how else you could really stop it. And I'm willing to do whatever it is. You know, hopefully it's only two weeks. And if everybody complies, then that'd be great. You know, I know some people are upset about it. Some people are just kind of taking it for what it is and taking advantage of a lot of them are doing remodeling and stuff like that. But then I've heard a lot of people too that it, it's going to destroy a lot of businesses. And some of them are saying straight up that they're just not going to make it. I mean, two weeks is quite a while. And to have zero income, you still got bills coming in. Unless you got a little bit of stash or something to get you to muddle through. Hopefully it's only the two weeks. I guess we'll just kind of
0: see. Now, we've heard companies like Ameren, you know, waiving late fees and not canceling things, no shutdowns. I think NICOR (laughs) may have done the same thing or something like that. Uh, Xfinity is offering internet to low-income families because, of course, students are doing their schooling at home with internet, stuff like that. Has there been any vendors or anything like that that's reached out to you, you know, whether it's utilities or you know stuff to help run in the business has anybody reached out to you with things like that to kind of i guess make it a little easier
1: no not at all we haven't gotten any relief from anybody actually not as of yet anyhow it's only day two really hopefully they come up with something i mean i think we'll be fine if it's just the two weeks but if it goes much longer than that then it may get a little more difficult you know I got an email from—I oh, can't even remember. I think it was like one of my credit cards or something. They're like, "Hey, you know, we're just trying to make things easier for you, so you can just pay your bill online." And I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
0: wow. So
1: yeah, so so far they're not—they're not stopping anything. They still want you to pay. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Well, that'll do a lot of good." I'm still getting calls from, you know, my car warranty people and stuff like that. They haven't slowed them down at all.
0: So you said it's day two, so did you close Monday night?
1: Yeah, at 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to close Monday night at 9 o'clock. So on Monday, did you
0: have most of Ogles be in there trying to get their last <laughs> taste of bar beer for a little while?
1: Yeah, we had, we had quite a few. It was dark night, too, so we started early. So that we could ensure that we'd be done and out by nine, you know. But we took a group photo. <laughs> we kind of had a good time. Ordered pizza. It was it was a nice night. It was just kind of sad. Everybody leaving and you know all walking out. And I'm still standing here. And it's like, wow. <laughs> I'm just I've never not worked, and I've never not I've closed twice in 15 years. Once was when my daughter had a baby and once was when my dad died that's been it other than that we've never closed <laughs> it was just kind of odd
0: i remember when your daughter got married i was at the wedding and we brought the whole wedding to the bar yeah <laughs> that was fun i will never forget that that time Never. <laughs> oh there's been a lot of
1: good times i remember the first time you came in here it was your birthday you <laughs> said, I need, how old were you? You were like
0: 30 or? I was either 29 or 30.
1: Might have been, yeah. But you were like, I need 29 shots. I'm like, oh, I can't give you that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never... But I think we did line up 29 apple pie shots. I think you did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was awesome. I will say that. I yeah. actually remember that. I don't know if it was, it was, probably like a year ago, I actually saw the photo of that night. Like, I'm sitting, standing at the corner of the bar where I usually stood, and uh-huh. I had a red button-up on, or like a maroonish button-up. Yeah, it was like a maroon, yeah, yeah. And a fedora, and <laughs> a line of line of line of shots. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I I remember, I remember you walking in, you were like, yeah, I just moved to town, I'm like, "All right, new victim, (laughs) oh, remember we sat you next to (laughs) Louie, I was just
0: thinking
1: of that, (laughs) yeah, we (laughs) were like, why does everybody keep buying this guy beers, (laughs) or buying new beers, I'm like oh you'll figure it
0: out <laughs> yeah for the listeners that obviously weren't there so it was me you a really good mutual friend of both of ours that we called Pops rest in peace mm-hmm. and then Louie so it was Louie me and then Pops at the bar and then you were behind the bar where you sat at the end and uh-huh. the first beer like I had myself and I said like I was only going for like two or three like I just came to say hi chill out for a little bit and then go home so I had one and then somebody bought me a beer I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, you know, it's it, we want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. So I finished that one. Somebody buys me another beer. And while this is happening, this Louie guy who I had never met, but he was my neighbor. He actually lived right across the street. So I had seen him, but I didn't know who he was. Non-stop talking. Think about the most <laughs> annoying little brother or sister or aunt or uncle or anything that just keeps talking and talking and talking about anything he will talk about music one minute movies the next comic books from 1975 (laughs) all of a sudden it's like an hour in and he's never caught his breath so you guys set me up to listen to that for at least
1: (laughs) and you still came back that's true was plainly a glutton for punishment (laughs) that's true I will
0: never forget that that was a good memory (laughs) another good memory is where you know talking about memories and we just mentioned Pops when he passed away unfortunately we all got together like everybody that was there frequently and you know let off balloons and and did like a a thing for him that was was really cool I'll never forget that Mm -hmm. day
1: that was nice yeah that was nice um, she was great too, wasn't he?
0: Oh, he was awesome. And it was funny because I had gotten myself in some trouble and needed a ride. I was working at a paper and needed to get to games and things like that. And I had asked you, I was like, Laura, do you know anybody that I could literally just pay to drive me? Like, I will employ them pretty much. And you Mm -hmm. gave me this guy's name. Actually, I think it took a week. You're like, I don't know anybody. I'll think about it. And then I came in one day and you're like, I think I got somebody for you and said pops. And I'd met him like a week before. But I didn't really know him that well. We said hi, you know, I shook his hand, nice mm-hmm. to meet you. I didn't really know him then. And you're like, why don't you talk to him? So I did, and he was more than excited. It got him. Oh, it was- you
1: know what, it was like, it was honestly like a match made in heaven. What can you do up? <laughs> you know, because you really made his day too by being able to go to them things. He really enjoyed that. Yeah, he loved that. You know, so he wasn't just doing you a favor. You You did him a favor too.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I will never forget some of the things that he'd say while we were sitting <laughs> on the bleachers. Well, first of all, he didn't. He knew sports, but he didn't know sports. He wasn't like a yeah. raving yeah. fan. Like he was the occasional went-to-a-granddaughter's game or, you know, when his kids were Unless younger. Unless it
1: had the Cubs. He liked the Cubs.
0: Yeah, definitely. We actually went to a Cubs game together, too. Yep, yep. Definitely. But yeah, some of the things he would say, he would just get so mad and rant and rave. He would root for the team that I was there to cover. I would tell him, like, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for them or, like, I'm watching them. And he would root for him. He was sitting there cheering, yelling. It was great to watch.
1: Were you in here the day he came in and the whole side of his face was scraped up? Were you here for that? I wasn't when he walked in, but I was
0: told shortly after.
1: Oh, my God. Like, Pops, what happened? He goes, oh, Lord, you're not going to believe this. He says, I took Chico out for a walk last night, and he took off chasing a rabbit, and it knocked me down. And I scraped my face, and I'm like, Pops, you got a chihuahua. <laughs> Don't tell people this story. When would be dragging you across the lot.
0: <laughs> One of the smallest dogs I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> dog drug him down <laughs> oh that's hilarious that is hilarious mm,
1: it
0: was funny and of course with small towns there's not a lot of things to do but your dart boards have been used very very often uh, that's like the oh, number yeah. one thing to do in oglesby
1: yeah most definitely they get a lot of abuse yeah there's no dart there our dart team's kind of slowed down but Well, it's about over now. I think they only have one or two more games, so they will have to make those up for the season. But then they just play on weekends or at night just to play. You know, it's not so much league anymore. They kind of don't play that too much for the summer. Not being able to go to the bar for a couple of weeks, it might actually beef things up when, when they are allowed to come back, you know.
0: Closing down, forced by Illinois. Has there been anything said? I mean, beer's not really perishable, and I guess you got frozen pizzas, but mm-hmm. has there been anything, like, that you had to worry about or had to deal with, like, supply-wise?
1: Um, we regulate our supply pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, as far as the beer and stuff, that's all kind of up to date. So, and it's typically, I think it's like three months before the expiration date, which you know, it's, it's fine after that, but I don't believe I can sell it after that, so... That would be a concern, you know, if it does take, if you know, if this ends up, like, I heard somewhere it could go into, like, July and August. I mean, if that happens, it's going
0: to be really tough. It's Wednesday, March 18th right now, and we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the future at all.
1: No, we don't. Not at all. Not at all. Some health care workers have gotten badges saying that they're allowed to out in public because they're healthcare and they are allowed to be driving so that's kind of concerning you know that they're passing those out now you know i mean is it gonna come to a total lockdown i god i hope not that would be bad
0: yeah i could see
1: that not being the way they want that to be (laughs) yeah yeah this can be truly devastating especially to a lot of small business you know all the more reason you should support them when we do open back up because,
0: man, we're going to need it.
1: Well, none of my friends that own bars or I don't know any of them that would be able to take a hit, like having to stay closed through August. That would be at the end of probably a lot of your local neighborhood taverns.
0: Yeah, I could see that kind of demolishing the Illinois Valley. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Saying that you've talked to your local bar friends and stuff, what's kind of the consensus of bar owners and small business owners of what's going on besides, you know, like, Hey, if this goes on too much, you know that we're going to be bankrupt, but what are kind of the thoughts and the rumblings that are going on?
1: Uh, Some are mad, you know, I've kind of heard some of them. Some of them are blatantly, we're just not going to do it. Uh, You know, I don't know if that's even an option quite honestly. And, You know, like I said, if we don't do it, what could happen then? If we do this and it works in two weeks, we're probably all going to be fine. You know what I mean? But if we don't do it, it could go on a long time. I mean, the whole point is to stay home so it doesn't spread, so you don't get it. I don't know. I'm good with the fact. If this is what we got to do, I'm totally fine with that. You know, I have... An elderly mother, I refuse to go down and see. I call her every day, but I said I work with money and I work with the public. I'm not going to take the chance of bringing anything to her. She has respiratory and heart problems. I have grandkids. They're kind of saying right now that kids aren't really getting it, but I think it's because we do sanitize them from head to toe, and
0: everybody is more
1: cautious, and just think that, you know, hopefully this two weeks works. You know, hopefully it does. And this is as long as we're
0: gonna go, you know. On Friday, I was supposed to go to a wake. And I was gonna go, the wake started at five. I got off work at five. It was like two blocks away from the bank. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll just walk over there. Pretty good, close friend when I was younger. You know, as you get older, kind of go different ways. But we were still cool if I seen him or, you know, we needed (laughs) help, we'd give each other calls, stuff like that. About a half hour, 40 minutes before I go to get off work, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker shuts down schools and says, you know, nobody's going back to school from Tuesday to, was it, March 30th? Yeah, Yeah. the end of the month. Tuesday to March 30th. So in my head, I didn't like panic, but I'm like, so I'm going to go to this wake after I don't touch money every single customer, but some I do, Mm -hmm. and I'm around public and I'm around, you know, 30, 40 different coworkers every day. I'm like... I don't know if that's a good idea for me to go and, like, catch something, or if I'm a carrier, because I guess, like, Mm -hmm. people my age that have good immune systems can be carriers Mm -hmm. and pass it on. Yeah, not not even now. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is not a good idea, so I didn't go. I definitely got yelled at about it. Some really close friends and family are not happy with me, but I'm like, hey, I had to make a decision for not only my health, but your health and... If I catch this stuff or if I'm carrying it and passing it to my customers and I don't want to be a mm-hmm. part of any of that if I don't have to be.
1: You can abide by whatever law you want, but man, you better be willing to deal with the consequences that that might happen. And, you know, I would never want to be the responsible one to say, geez, you know, I wonder if they got it from me or I wouldn't want that on my shoulders the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. And while I was it work today, like I said, it's Wednesday, March 18th. The Governor is sending National Guard like around Illinois to kind of like rustle people in like mm-hmm. to, to help quarantine mm-hmm. because people are not listening so yeah. like yeah. You were, like you were saying about you know people not listening to the warnings and keeping bars and establishments open they're gonna have National Guard knocking down their door mm-hmm.
1: yeah no it's gonna get it's gonna get pretty interesting I'm sure I said we're, we're straight up we're living history right now you know like my grandkids' grandkids are going to be reading about this, and my grandkids are going to be able to say, yep, I lived through that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of weird to say that, because, like, in my lifetime, we've had things happen, but nothing like this extreme in my lifetime.
0: Going back in history books and asking a bunch of people and, like, looking stuff up on Google, nothing like this has ever happened. Not to this extreme.
1: No, no. Somebody was saying, like, in 1913 or something, was it smallpox? But I don't think it was, like, to this. They didn't quarantine people in their homes. They didn't shut everything down. I think that was just people had common sense then and just did it themselves. I don't know. Right, right.
0: But I mean, Canada shut down its borders. Italy is on lockdown. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, twenty-four hour a day lockdown. Uh, I think Spain's doing something like that too. All these places, countries worldwide. This isn't just the United States. This is worldwide now.
1: Exactly. That's what I said. You know, they don't do this because it's no big deal. You know what I mean? They don't do. They don't go to this extreme just because. Well, hopefully nothing happens. That that's not why they're doing this. They're doing this because it's gonna. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gonna happen. If we don't comply, it's definitely gonna happen.
0: And I know you're on Facebook. We're actually Facebook buddies, and I know you've seen the posts, <laughs> memes, comments about you know the the government stuff that this is a hoax or they planned it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's for the elections because the primary. I was gonna was say the yesterday.
1: political ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So what do you think about that? Does that have anything to do with this?
1: I don't believe so, no. In this day and age, people travel so much, you know, and people have to travel for work. They can't just stay home or work from home. That's just not feasible for a lot of people, you know, and I think that's why it's just spreading and getting so big is because it just isn't feasible for people to do. They say only 30% of it in the beginning. It was like only 30% of it is actual travel-related. So the other 70% is surface, surface or contact of, of some sort with somebody that has it. It's, it's going to continue to spread unless we just don't have contact.
0: Yeah, I can see this affecting how we live and how we go about things for the rest of our lives.
1: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Of course, schooling, there's nothing better than hands-on instructional, you know, instructional schooling, of course, you know, but I can see this like eliminating a lot of jobs for teachers. Like they're saying they're probably never going to go back to school. A lot of them have honestly said, your kids ain't going back. My granddaughter, they cleaned out her lacquer and literally cracked the door and handed her books out. <laughs> Is that going to eliminate a lot of teaching jobs? Because eventually they're going to sit and say, well, guess what? We don't need teachers. You know, we don't need people to teach our children. They can do it online like they've been doing for three months now. It's going to affect everybody.
0: I mean, if we're talking about distancing ourselves from people and things like that, sports, there's a lot of contact sports. Mm-hmm, you're touching mm-hmm. somebody every other two or three seconds. Now, are those going to be prohibitive? Exactly. Like, you can't even play basketball or football or, I know, baseball is Yeah, how are
1: you going to sit within six feet? <laughs> yeah. Baseball is really the only one. Unless you tag them out, <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. But yeah, no, sports, what are you going to do? You, you can't stay within six feet of somebody and play basketball. Yeah, and then even
0: not even thinking jobs or professions or athletics, like just our daily, how we interact with. When you see mm-hmm. your family and loved ones, you give them a hug. Is a hug going to be yeah. outlawed? Yeah. You shake your yeah. grandfather's hand. Is that going to be outlawed? Yeah.
1: I mean, my two older grandkids, we fist bump now, you know, we don't really like, but the two little ones, they're heartbroken that they cry, literally, because I'm afraid to kiss them, you know? And it's like, God, what what is that going to stamp into their mind as they grow up? Grandma won't kiss me. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. You're a mean grandma, Laura. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of cootie crap is that? (laughs) So, I mean, I do, you know, and I try to like do like just a cheek touch or something, you know, but like I said, they're little, they know what a kiss is, you know, and they know what a hug is and they, they know what these are. And now I'm supposed to say, I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I have said this to a couple people and they looked at me like I slapped them, but I really think this is going to be the beginning of end of cash, like literally dollar bills. <sighs>
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, we, most have, definitely.
0: we have credit cards, we have debit cards, mm-hmm. we have, you know, where you can make payments and stuff through not having to deal with cash. I yeah, think, you know,
1: yeah.
0: How would that influence bars and local businesses that mm-hmm. are cash business? How would that well, affect
1: you? Well, you know, how are you going to leave tips for people? You know, because, like, to do it on a credit card, I purposely, even if I order food from DoorDash or something or have my groceries delivered, I tip in cash just simply because it's they, they count on that money. Why should they be taxed on that money? You know what I mean? And, and it's like, you're not going to be able to do that. Hey, it'll be the government's way of tracking every penny that is spent and every penny that is spent anywhere. And
0: they get taxed for it all too. Uh-huh. You
1: know, like right now... Your waitresses make, I don't know what they make, like four bucks or something, because they depend on the tipping. It averages out. You know, they figure it averages out. But are these people now going to, you know, be able to pay their waitresses minimum wage, which is now going to like 10 and up? You're going to be able to pay your waitress that? Because if you do that, now you have to raise your prices of the food that you're serving. So now the people are going to be like, well, they're not going to tip but They won't have to because waitresses would be making normal wage, I guess. But it's really going to just scrub everything. I
0: know. And like with you, with bartenders, I mean, the best thing, well, not the best thing. I did get to see you all the time. (laughs) I hope that earned brownie points. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the coolest things about East End is you could get a $2, what is that, a 16-ounce draft?
1: Yeah, no, that's changed. Oh, it's changed? (laughs) They raised barrels $20 a barrel right before this happened, which meant we had to raise our beer to three and a quarter. Oh, wow. For a draft. So, I mean, that's going to be eliminated anyhow. I don't know how I'm going to do a lunchbox. (laughs) 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 You know, we're just going to have to sell enough to finish a bottle of beer. (laughs) Mm. So there's no ways.
0: It'll be tricky. So would this make, even though they just raised it already, that's crazy that it's three and a quarter. Well, that's insane. But yeah. with this well, happening, if they made, you know, have to pay people more money and then you have to raise the prices of stuff, would you have to raise your beer even more as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was told a long time ago that we should have been charging $3 by our distributors. They have a rate that you're supposed to go by and this is what you should charge for it. And we never did. We charged a dollar seventy-five forever, and then two bucks. And then last year they raised the half barrels ten dollars. So we went to two fifty. So it was the same whether you got a draft or you got a can or bottle. They were all the same. Now they raised them twenty dollars more a barrel. It's like <laughs> we're gonna make them three fifty. That's just crazy to pay for a draft beer. We're not in Chicago, although they do pay the same price for their bill as we do here. I don't, I never could understand that.
0: Yeah, that's always been a mystical creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so kind of, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's always <laughs> been. They're, they're going by the rate that you're supposed to. But you know, small towns, you you just can't do that. You know, there's so many old time bars. They've been paying this price forever. Them old timers don't take change very well.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, if you told yeah. somebody in the Illinois Valley or actually anywhere like outside of Chicago that mm-hmm. a beer is like $6, they're probably not going to buy it. Oh, God, no. God, no. The only reason that we do why we're at Wrigley Field watching the Cubs or, you know, mm-hmm. at a Bears game or a Bulls game, Blackhawks game, is because of the environment.
1: Yeah, exactly. A
0: local bar in the middle of nowhere, Illinois... That's not an environment where you're going to want to pay $8 a beer.
1: No, no. And, you know, and I mean, this is going to be changed, too, that, you know, people are going to be sitting home now drinking and realizing how much money they're saving and having their friends just come to their garage, which is still not solving anything because you're still having contact with these people. They're going to realize that, oh, look at the money we saved by just doing this. Let's just hang out here from now on. So I think it's going to affect our business, honestly, a lot more than, you know, people really think. I think people are going to see and people are going to, they're going to be like, oh, we should have just, we'll just stay home. That's definitely an interesting point of view.
0: I mean, I was a very, obviously, I got to know you and your family and people in Oglesby really, really well by going to East End and other bars in Oglesby for probably like four or five nights a week. I'm not going to lie. I was avid bar goer. (laughs) But in the last, I'm going to say like year and a half, you know, I've cut it down. Now I might go like once a month, maybe once (laughs) you know, every month and a half, something like that. And you do save money and your life does change a little bit. Exactly. And it's going to be the same for
1: restaurants too. I mean, God knows I don't cook. Do not cook. Carl and I go out to eat all the time. When everybody was making a mad rush to grocery stores, I said to Carl, like, well, you know what? We are those people that we literally do not have any food in our house. <laughs> because I don't cook, we go out to eat all the time. You know, now I have to cook. I said I know as soon as he realizes how cheap it is. <laughs> We're not going to go out to eat anymore.
0: <laughs> so are you going to start faking that you don't know how to cook? Like, I'm sorry, I don't even know yeah. how to do this.
1: Well, I'm hoping if I just burn everything, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I can't wait for them
0: restaurants to open back up. <laughs> so I wonder in the minds of the government and, you know, officials, higher ups and stuff like that, if they're thinking like this, I guess, pause, where hopefully not it's going to be the stop of life as we know it, but the pause of life as we know it, like when things start being reopened and things come back around to what we're you know normally used to if mm-hmm. they're hoping that it's going to be a gigantic boom, especially for the economy.
1: I talked to my sister, she works at Walmart, and I go, hey, President just said Walmart went up 2,000 points. I so said, you might want to sell your stock now because everybody's stocked up, so if this does pass in two weeks, who's going to be at the store for probably the next six months? It's going to devastate the economy. No matter what, it's going to
0: I have talked to three or four friends of mine that, you know, have stocks in their companies or their, you know, their employers, stuff like that, 401ks, and it is not good on any level. Everybody is like, man, my stocks are pretty much garbage right now.
1: hmm Yeah. Everybody's already gone out and overstacked and overkilled, and I get it. If we shut down, we're going to need those things, but I do feel horrible, like, my mom did overbuy a little bit, not a lot, but she has her groceries delivered. And she said, "No, I'm good for I'm good for a while." She did like an entire month's worth of shopping instead of two weeks at a time. Is all she did. And I don't if think that's she,
0: too bad. I mean, that's kind of actually responsible if you think about it. They want us to stay no. quarantined, so you mm-hmm. might not be able to. And for yourself for, you know, a month or, you know, as long as you can. So I don't think yeah. that, I wouldn't call that hoarding in the
1: extremities no, no. that we're seeing in stores. Mm-mm. You know, what was weird though is like, I did go to the dollar store and I, you know, as soon as I heard the kids were going to be home, started buying like SpaghettiOs and stuff like that. I get up to the counter and I'm like, seriously, I'm not hoarding or doomsday prepping. I'm just, I'm just, kids are home from school prepping. And I'm going to be babysitting. But I'm like, God, I, I felt like I had to explain to myself that I'm a 50-year-old woman at the store. I obviously don't have a lot to take care of. I, my kids should be grown. You know, but I have to explain to myself why I'm buying all these canned goods. I felt weird that I should have, that I needed to do that, you know. That people were looking at you like, geez, what she need six cans of tuna fish for <laughs> or, You know, geez, just leave them for some of the old people or, you know. Yeah, how do you
0: explain to yourself why you're doing things? It's just normal doing things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Making sure, you know, people aren't just, like, straight up looking at you, like, scoffing, saying, oh, you know, like, she needs all of that, or... And I got kids home, <laughs> and I don't cook, so they're getting skedios. <laughs> That's why I have 19 cans of SCADIO's.
0: <laughs> I walk to work, it's about, you know, three, four blocks away, not, not that big a deal. And I was joking when I left work, and I was like with this national guard thing like i don't know am i gonna be safe is like swat team a helicopter is gonna come over my head Mm -hmm. they're gonna rappel out of the helicopter jump on top of me and ask what i'm doing like i'm just walking yeah
1: (laughs) i was out at the lake when they started saying you know about the schools closing and they were gonna like shut down the bars and stuff and i'm like oh my god and it's so quiet out there it's almost like just There's nobody out there, you know, it's off season. So, you know, there's, it's just quiet and I'm sitting on the porch. I'm doing a puzzle and I'm trying to keep up and the internet's kind of sketchy. So like everything kept like freezing and skipping. So I wasn't getting everything. And I'm texting Carl and I go, God, should I, you know, should I come home? You know, and he's not texting me back because I don't get service very good either. And I'm like, finally he texts me back and he goes uh, no I'll go ahead and stay out there another night he goes I got things on this and I'm like oh it's too late I'm already packing and on my way home I said I feel like I'm literally in a Stephen King movie and you know that <laughs> that I'm going to pull into town and everybody's going to be gone and nobody told me and
0: <laughs> yeah I've been calling this either the Twilight Zone or like a bad Netflix movie <laughs>
1: Stephen King novel <laughs>
0: <laughs> well outside of the corona I mean you do have four grandchildren so I know you watch a lot of cartoons I want to know your favorite cartoons and your least favorite cartoons
1: uh, you know I, I hate I don't really like watching much animated stuff they got the Disney channel over there so I do watch a lot of that if I see frozen two one more time I'm going to vomit <laughs> I I seriously know the words to it. So I try to get him to watch, like, I finally got him to watch Old Dogs the other day. That was kind of funny. You know, I'm trying to get him to watch, like, other movies that aren't just cartoonish. Littlest one, the one-year-old, he could care less. You know, he just wants to throw a football. But the two-year-old, the little girl, oh, my God. She has got more drama than her little body. I can't believe it.
0: (laughs) Did you say drama?
1: Oh, Drama. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's meltdowns if we can't watch Frozen 2. If I can skip by it where she doesn't see it, I might be all right. But if I see it, oh, no, we have to watch it nine times.
0: <laughs> I have not seen the second one yet. I didn't see the first one until probably about like two months ago. <laughs>
1: oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I went that route with the first two that were born. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the
0: life of not having kids or, you know, little kids around me, so...
1: <laughs> I was laughing. I the one lady she posted, you know, so how's like the first day of e schooling going and she's like, Well, what, what was it? One kid got the hole for skipping class and the other one's expelled for three days. <laughs> 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 I'm like, Amen <laughs> I saw somebody,
0: a friend of mine on Facebook, posted like a photo of his living room and said that both of his kids got expelled from school because I kept going into the teacher's lounge.
1: <laughs> it's funny. Somebody posted, a uh, said, explain how your day went with your kids or grandkids, like you were at work with your coworkers. And I'm like, well, we started off the morning with a pillow fight. <laughs> And we ended up the afternoon with dancing and singing. It felt like the bar was open again. (laughs) (laughs) Really didn't skip a beat.
0: (laughs) Just got it from little people instead of adults.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You had mentioned something before, you know, we had started recording, and what you just said about the kids just made me think about it. You live above East End, and... It's got to be pretty quiet without anybody down. The floor. Oh my
1: god, I could not sleep last night. I kept getting up. I'm like, it's too quiet. There's no jukebox noise. There's no yelling. There's no thumping. There's no noise whatsoever. I'm like, it's too quiet. I literally could not sleep, and and it was creepy too. It was like, you know, I always went to bed knowing that somebody was here. You know what I mean? I went to bed last night. I'm like, and yeah, nobody's here. <laughs> What if something happens? Nobody's here, you know? Yeah, it was weird trying to go to sleep last night. It was just so quiet. Now, is it like that in all of
0: Oglesby? Because let's face it, Oglesby has got one road that is pretty much where everything is. And and probably in, like, a two- to three-mile road, there's, like, nine bars. mm
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty quiet. It was about 8 o'clock. I came home last night, and there was really no cars on the street really nobody anywhere nobody moving nobody doing anything yesterday was kind of nice and there was a lot of people like walking around and stuff yeah other than that you know it was just like the bars there's no cars no cars anywhere um salsa's closed down they're not open cindy's closed down they're not open the root beer stand is doing carry out because you pull up to the car half thing and just order yep. McDonald's and Hardy's the drive throughs, that's it. Kentucky Fried, just the drive-thrus is really open and I don't think there is anywhere else. The
0: crazy thing is, is usually when something happens to like your area or whatever, you're like, oh, you know, I need to move. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But right now, where are you going to move to? It's the
1: same Where's thing everywhere. you go? I know, yeah. well, that's what I was telling Carl too. I'm like, yeah, if they do call full-blown quarantine, I'm going to the lake. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm going to sit out there because who cares, you know? There's nothing going on anyway. You know, but then you get, I got thinking, I'm like, jeez, you know, our machine guys, they've come, they've cleaned out all the machines with all money. And they're like, yeah, you might want to put a sign on your door saying all machines have been emptied. I'm like, oh, yeah, people are going to start breaking in. How bad is this going to get? We need to board up windows. The more I thought about it, I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. You know, my kids are here. What do you do? Where do you go? There's nowhere.
0: And then now you were talking about people robbing people and trying to break in homes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now what do we do with the gun laws? Can Mm -hmm. yeah, it's... This is going to be a giant mess. It's going to be like one of those knots, like in your shoestrings that you're spending an hour trying to get off, and it it just doesn't happen.
1: Exactly, and that's why I think it is so important that people take this seriously and just stay the hell home for two weeks. If they stay home for two weeks and and you don't do anything, you know, you have no contact with other people, you, you know, other than family, of course, but it's the only way to make this stop. There's no vaccination, I don't think, as of yet, so... Nope. You can be really selfish about it and say, well, I'm 30, so it really isn't going to affect me any different than it's like just a normal flu or normal pneumonia, you know, but what about your grandma or what about just anybody? What if you run into somebody that does have a some kind of immune issue, whether it be asthma or, you know, whatever, you want to live the rest of your life knowing you're the one that killed that person? <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Yeah, nobody wants that. We are in a crazy, crazy time. We're talking about, you know, being in the history books and stuff. I just thought about that. I talked to two college students that were former high school students around our area in the Illinois Valley that, you know, they had to pick up their life and move back home after being in Chicago and other places away from home. And then, bam, a minute their life just changes, flips upside down. I talked to a basketball coach who was first time in the state tournament, they make, qualify for the state tournament and then they get canceled yeah and just people's lives flipping upside down and i'm like i could go back and write a book off these if i wanted to
1: (laughs) yeah well you know i mean like i heard a guy this morning it was a teacher that was on apologizing to seniors you've gone your whole life in school waiting for your senior year and although prom people you know you think oh big deal but these are what these kids live for it is a big deal you know they don't have to worry about their kids being okay they live for prom you know and they're not going to get it my daughter-in-law dylan's girlfriend she's down to literally her last six weeks of nursing school and she's not going to graduate the they don't school. know if she's going to graduate on time like, we're supposed to get our pictures and our hats and stuff next week. You know, to her, that's a big deal. She's devoted two years of her life. Just her, but my son, it's been a stressful two years for them financially because she can't work like she did before because she studies all the time. You know, and, and here, you know, she's down to the last six weeks. And maybe getting your picture taken in your nursing camp doesn't sound like a big deal, but this is what you've waited two years to do. Yeah, and you don't know the
0: struggles that these people have had in between. You just said, like, hey, they were struggling financially, things like that. I remember when I graduated from college, I had dropped out for two years because a best friend who was pretty much a brother to me, I mean, his family is still my family to this day, had passed away. I took two years off. I came back, changed my life. Like, I was on the dean's list my senior year, things like that. Mm -hmm. Going across that podium and grabbing that diploma – meant the world to me and all the struggles and everything I went through and all that just like flashed through and like, hey, I made it.
1: Yeah. That photo and
0: that hat mm-hmm. mean the world to that person, regardless of what other people think of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, like I say it, it might sound like a big deal, but to that person, it was. They've waited a long time and they've worked really hard for that, you know? I don't know if she's actually heard from Ivy what they're going to do yet from the college. I think she said that right now they're just like re-going over their notes. I don't know if she's, I think she was supposed to hear today what was going to happen. What they did was just gave them an extra week for spring break. Other than that, I don't think she even really knows quite yet what they're going to do. I don't think they've told them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, we're, you're hearing all these stories and what's going on in people's lives, and you're like, there's nothing that you can do. There literally yeah. is nothing that you can do to stop it or, like, make the things happen that you want to have happen because they're just not there now. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, Obviously, I'm a big sports guy. It's been my life i've played i've been coaching yeah. i've been writing everything that's in my life has been dealing with sports i turned on tv last saturday it was like the 2018 basketball championship on like abc two o'clock on a saturday afternoon and you're like we're watching sports from two years ago
1: uh-uh. what is going on like yeah yeah well liquor commissioner won't have to worry about bars selling tickets on the Sweet 16 this year. <laughs> <laughs> I like Pretty sure you... they can sit back and relax. <laughs> 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 and <they're>
0: like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. And the people that fought for sports betting so much are probably really, really <laughs> mad right now. So we went through all this, all this legal stuff to make sure that we could gamble. And now there's yeah. no sports to gamble on.
1: I know. We're actually getting... Our sixth machine, tomorrow. (laughs) You know, they they okayed for the bars to be able to get six machines now? Yep, we're getting ours tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And what do we do with it?
0: (laughs) If there is any ghosts at East End, maybe they can play.
1: (laughs) No, they're shut off. The state shut them off. Oh, that's right. Statewide. No, all the poker machines are shut down statewide. So, yeah, you can't even do that.
0: <laughs> uh, at least that's saving electricity, I guess.
1: I'm, like, waiting for tomorrow. I'm like, hey, stand got their six machine. I'll let you know as soon as you can come in and play. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stoked about, like, being, you know, because I post, like, winners. If we start getting a lot of big winners and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you get to post on Facebook that we got our six machine. I'll be the first one in town. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> Yeah. I'd be like, whoop de doo <laughs> Oh, that's
0: yeah. so crazy. Well, Laura, we've talked for a while, went through a lot of yeah, stuff. It was great
1: catching up with you and talking to you. Always. So we'll have to do this more. Definitely. maybe all we can do, <laughs> that's why I told Dylan, I'm like, hey, make sure you pay the phone bill, because this is going to be all we got. <laughs> 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 we got to make sure the phone bill's paid and the internet's paid, we'll be good. <laughs> Definitely. And
0: just so people who've been listening know who we're talking about, Dylan is your son. Yes. Megan is your daughter. Yes. Carl is your man. Yep. And do we say any other names? Sam is my daughter in law to me. And Louie, he's just a weird dude. Louie's good. He's yeah. good. <laughs> we <laughs> <I> love Louie. <laughs> uh, the chatterbox of all chatterboxes. Mm mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing, you know, what's going on with East End and, you know, your business. Oglesby right now, things are crazy. Small-town businesses are are feeling the wrath of this, just like students and employees of bars and restaurants. And, man, there's so many people dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So thank you for sharing with us and remembering some bar stories from way, way long ago. Not that far ago, (laughs) but it seems like a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i really appreciate you taking time to speak with us at edge of your seat podcast
1: hi brennan thank you and uh yeah we'll keep in touch for sure i'll let you know how things are going